Okay. Here we are. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to <laughs> Gonna Die, bitch. Yeah. What if we did an episode where you just sang everything? <laughs> I would get so tired of that so fast. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome hey back guys. to You're Gonna Die, bitch. Yeah. Um, I'm Meg. I'm Nathan. And this is the podcast that we have about scary movies. <laughs> sure is. I'm a little um I'm a little dead today because this movie we're talking about today just drains me of any energy <laughs> I have. Not I'm and sorry. not in a good way either. It's I'm terrible. sorry. Um Megan, how have you been since we did this last? Um I've been good mostly um i went to an amusement park this past weekend with a bunch of my friends shocker Um, yep i'm in a roller coaster club for anyone that doesn't know um my husband has a roller coaster podcast um shout out go listen yeah it's called the drunk riders if you have any interest in roller coasters Um, so we did that this weekend, uh, for anyone that's noticing that my voice is a little messed up. It is because I went too hard singing You Oughta Know by Alanis Morissette at karaoke on Friday night and then lost my voice. Valid. Um, so I did that over the weekend, which is really great. Um, I was having a little bit of an existential crisis yesterday, but I think it's mostly, mostly evaporated now. So I was also having, I was also having one of those. Were you? few days, actually. I should have known. We generally go through <laughs> shit like that at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> How has your week been other than that? Um, It's been, when it was good, it was really good. But when it was stressful, it was really stressful. I'm very in my head nowadays and like freaking myself out about, I, basically, I'm acting like I'm having a midlife crisis at the ripe age of 23. You're um, having a quarter life crisis because I'm having a third life crisis. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it, That is happening pretty frequently. But other than that, I went to Cincinnati and I got to see a lot of my friends and we went to a drag show and it was really fun. And then having to go back to work on Monday was terrible. Did I know that you went to Cincinnati? I don't know. Did oh. you? I don't know. Oh, well. Um, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Who did you see? Like drag queens? Um, what, I meant I... like your friends, but. <laughs> oh, I was like, I was like, I don't know. They were local. I don't remember <laughs> their names. Um, uh, I saw Anna, Mark, Annalise, Nietta, Molly, Cece, Clara. Yes. I did know that you went. Yeah. Do you know how I know? How? Because when I looked at our note with all the movies, I saw all of those people added to the guest list. And I was like, he must have seen them this weekend. <laughs> well, no, I think that was before. Oh. Okay. Oh. oh, yeah. Um, we like said something about this last week. Um, but we're currently accepting people who want to be guests. Um and we're adding them to our little list. Just because we are taking your name and adding you does not necessarily mean you will be one because we're not trying to like have guests every time, all the time. Um, but we will definitely take into consideration 
especially if you're someone we know and love. And um, also know what movie you would like to be a guest for because yeah. it just makes things easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, and have a few just in case the one you want has already been claimed. Yeah. Or have a backup. Yes. That's the same thing. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> okay. I feel like we should just jump into it. At this uh, yeah. Point, this is we're be, just kind of rambling. This is going to be an a episode. One. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get through it together, fam. So I picked the movie this week. Um, and I had never seen it. Nathan had. Um, just so everyone knows, right after we recorded last week, he promptly texted me and was like, I didn't want to say this on the podcast, but that movie's so boring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was dreading watching it, literally, like, ever since last week, up to the point that I did not watch it until, like, I perfectly timed it so I would watch it, finish it, and then jump on here. Because I was like, I'm not watching this movie until I absolutely have to. Yep. Um... So yeah, that's what we watched this week. Uh, it is a movie. Um, it has actors. And, it, it, yes. And dialogue. Uh, I, I was thinking that too. Really glad you touched on that. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm going to start with a little bit of the background. Um, so The Woman in Black came out in 2012. Um, it is... I. I guess I'm, I have a little trend going here because I found out that this is also based on a book. Um, yeah, a Gothic horror novel. Um, and it was also adapted into a play in 1987 that is actually still running in the West end in London. Um, and I kind of read about the play. It's actually a lot darker than the, uh, movie is and it only has three people in it. Oh, that's so boring. Yeah, I still want to see it, though. (laughs) As someone who, like, does plays and is in them and likes to go watch them, that's a three-person play. Sounds like something I would never want to see. This intrigued me a lot um, because it's it's definitely set up differently than the movie is. So, yeah, I'll I'll just talk to you about it after this. But anyway, um, so... Woman in Black. It was directed by James Watkins um, and written by Jane Goldman, who co-wrote Kick-Ass. I thought you would appreciate that. I do appreciate that. But at the same time, I'm like, how did you write such a good movie and then such a fucking boring movie? (laughs) Yeah. She has range, Um, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I like, so her and the director, I looked at some of their other stuff, but the Kick-Ass thing was the only thing I felt like noting. So I probably wasn't into the rest of the stuff. Um, so it was released in February, 2012. Um, it actually did really well. It grossed like over 130 million in sales and it got really positive reviews. Um, it was the highest grossing British horror film in 20 years. Um, and this I found fascinating. So the original actually had more scenes of quote, extreme horror slash violence. God, Um, I wish they would have included it. I know. So I think you can... I think you can watch it somewhere and I meant to look and didn't, but that might be something I look for. Um, But they ended up cutting it for ratings sake because um, from what I was kind of reading, I guess um, the rating system in the UK is like very different from the U S and 
shocker, the U.S. lets a lot more shit fly in terms of gore and horror. Um, but Proud you know, to be an American. Yeah. <laughs> but God forbid we say the word sex or, you know, show two people of the same gender identity or anything like that. Or let children be around drag queens. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I thought that was cool. It made me kind of want to watch the uncut version. Um, there was a sequel that was released in 2015, but uh, it was not directed by the same person. It was not written by the same person. Daniel Radcliffe was not in it. Um, so it really was just its own completely different film, and it did not do very well. Slay. <laughs> um, the only other thing I kind of wanted to touch on for background of this is the cast, because it really has a good cast. Um, you have Daniel Radcliffe, who, you know, he if you don't know who Daniel Radcliffe is, jugle him. Um, jugle? It's a big mouth reference. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> um, no. uh, Harry Potter, um, he was in that play with the horse where he showed his penis. Equus. Um, Equus, yes, thank you. Um, he was in that movie where he had horns, um, and he was horns. in this. <laughs> Is it called Horns? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, it also has, so the guy who plays Sam, I was looking at him and I was like, why do I know this man? Um, his name is Kieran Hines. Um, he also was in the Harry Potter movies. He played Aberforth Dumbledore. Um, he was also Mance Raider in Game of Thrones, if anybody watched that. And he he's done a ton, um, but those were kind of the things that I... I recognize the most um, the woman who plays his wife, Nathan. I don't know if you noticed this. Did you know that that's the mom from Jessica Jones? Like Jessica's mom? Yeah, Jessica's mom. I have not seen that show since I was in high school, so I didn't. I did note that she kind of looks like Emma Thompson. She does kind of look like Emma Thompson. Um, so she's in it. Jessica Rain um, from Call the Midwife, if there were any Call the Midwife people. Um, Liz White from Call the Midwife played the woman in black. And then Roger Allum, who played the dickhead carriage driver. Um, he's actually in V for Vendetta. And he was also in Game of Thrones. Um, so yeah, it was just, a, this cast was just a lot of people where I was like, where do I know them from? <laughs> Which I, I always like to play that game. So. Yeah, I didn't recognize any of them. And even after listening to you say all that, I still don't recognize any of them. I mean, but most of them I'm are people and things that I know you haven't seen. Okay, yeah. So. <laughs> um, um, so, I mean, we kind of talked a little bit about it already, but I have a strong disdain for this movie. My My history with this movie is I saw it in middle school when it came out. And it was like, oh my God, this is so good. I love this movie, blah, blah, blah. And I've recently found in the past week that seems to be everybody's thing about this movie is that they saw it when they were younger and they think it's fucking amazing. And then I'm like, when was the last time you watched it? And they're like, probably the first time I watched it. And I'm like, yeah, watch it again. It's not fucking good. Um, because it's just not, I watched this movie a few weeks ago with some friends because we were like, oh my God, that movie's so good because none of us had seen it since middle school. And then we watched it and we were like, girl, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> but it's like, 
I I wrote it in my notes, and I think this sums it up really, really well. My beef with this movie is that it's scary for five minutes and then not scary for 25 minutes. Yeah. Like, it'll give you a quick little, like, scary thing, and then it's so fucking boring for the next 30 minutes. They spent just, like, way too much time on, like, backstory and, like weird stuff and also all the scary stuff that happened was just very predictable like i could call it within 10 seconds of when it happened yeah like i don't know i'm just not a huge fan i just like to be scared when i'm watching something scary and this just really didn't do it for me what about you um i didn't hate it uh, I would definitely agree with what you said about like, it's scary for, I wouldn't even say five minutes. It's scary for like two minutes. And then <laughs> it's, then it's not scary for a really long time. Yeah. Um, I thought there was some really good acting in it, but, uh, and like some of the cinematography was cool, but like, yeah, I mean, just plot as a whole, not, not a super fan. Yeah. I think another thing that I noticed was that like all except for one or two of like the quote unquote scares were like him seeing her stand behind still him 20, <laughs> 20 feet away from him. Like yes. every like she's always just standing there. Yeah. And then also another like what makes up 90% of the scares in this movie is something not scary at all that is coupled with really scary music. Yes. Like, just out of nowhere, it's, like, really loud, like, and it's, like, literally a bird flying. Like, it's, like, I don't know. Just not a fan. Yeah. I, also, I I needed to clarify. I just said that I wasn't a fan of the plot. The plot is not what I'm not a fan of. I think that the plot of this movie has the potential to be a very, very good, scary movie. Um, But it just didn't quite get there. Yeah kind of sucks because it could be very very good and i think that's what makes me want to watch the play more um because i'm like oh maybe maybe it'll maybe it'll change my mind or read the book i guess (laughs) yeah true um so yeah that's my those are my generals what about anything else for you i don't think so i think i've complained enough generally so uh, let's get into the plot so I can complain specifically. Okay. Um, so the movie starts off. I actually do like this opening sequence. I do um, too. The movie starts off and it's like three little girls. They're having a tea party. They're kikiing with their dogs. Dogs? <laughs> I meant to say dolls. <laughs> I was like, wait, there were dogs? No, I meant to say dolls, but dogs came out. <laughs> I wish there were dogs. Well, there was one that wouldn't shut the fuck up. The oh whole yeah. Time. Um <laughs> anyway, there's three girls having a tea party with their dolls and suddenly they all like look at each other knowingly and then they look at the wall. <laughs> and then they're like, "You know what? Let's kill ourselves, queens." And so they, <laughs> they like get up and um they all go to like a big window and they hold hands and they all jump at the same time except one girl jumps slightly later than the other two and it pissed me off (laughs) it definitely wasn't like on purpose it was definitely just like 
that was the take they went with but like the the girl in the middle and the girl on the right jumped together and then the one on the far left like lagged a little bit and i was like bitch you had one job in this movie don't be mean to that child i'll do what i want she didn't do a good <laughs> job she got paid for this and she couldn't even jump on time um but so after they jump out the window you oh, hear someone screaming and you'd think that it's whoever saw these little girls jump out of a fucking window but who's to say well and um, the mom because she says my babies over and over oh yeah i guess it's her, their mom i don't know i don't fucking <laughs> care about this movie <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so we cut to Arthur Kipps, a.k.a. Harry Potter, um, <laughs> and he is, like, talking to his boss, and his boss is like, you have to go to this house because this bitch just died, and, like, you have to take care of the, like, sale, and if you fuck this up, like, you're fired as hell. And then <laughs> um, this man, Arthur, is just, like, very clearly troubled um, and just very solemn, so he goes to say goodbye does that say seven-year-old son yeah that child was like fucking four i know okay i'm just now real i don't think i (laughs) i looked at the age when i said that when i saw this but anyway that kid was not seven he apparently says goodbye to his seven-year-old son who was also (laughs) a fetus um and his son's like look at these pictures i drew and it's like a picture of him (laughs) and then his mom on top of an like a cloud because she's dead and then his dad and the nanny and then his dad standing like 10 feet away from them frowning and then <laughs> everyone else is smiling but the dad is frowning and then he's like why do i look so sad and then the kid's like that's what you look like so <laughs> so he's just like getting flamed left and right i wrote um, in all caps boom roasted <laughs> yeah and then the nanny just so evidently hates her life <laughs> Um, she, like, she's probably bored, too. Like, she's like, oh my god, this is, this sucks. But she, like, then it cuts to them at the train station, and he, like, I'm gonna give Arthur some credit here. He's like, okay, do you have the ticket? And then Nanny's like, yes, we have the ticket! Like, oh my god, bitch, calm the fuck down. Um, but she's, like, being a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's, like, getting on the train to leave. And then we see a flashback of when his seven-year-old fetus son was born. (laughs) Um, And it revealed to us that his wife died in childbirth. Um, And so that sucks. And it's really sad. Um, And so basically that was all revealed to us in a dream. And then he wakes up. And this guy that's, like, sitting across from him on the train just, like, stares at him for a second. (laughs) And... (laughs) He's like, have we um, passed the stop for, like, whatever the fuck the town's name is. It's, like, Crither Gilfin or something. (laughs) Something fucked up. But, like, and then he's like, no, I, um, it's the next stop. And then he's like, okay, cool. I'm going to stay at this lodging place. And then this dude, whose name is Sam, by the way, um, he's like, well, I can, um give you a ride like what are you doing here and he's like well i'm going to sell this house and then the dude and sam's like "Mm, no one that lives here is gonna buy that house but okay and then he's like also you can have dinner with me and my wife (laughs) can you tell i just like don't give a shit (laughs) yes and i love it i I feel like it's making it funnier 
It is. <laughs> okay, but yeah. Go so <laughs> I love Sam. I will say that. I love his character. Like, I'm just like, he's such a nice man. <laughs> That's true. He is very kind. Which initially made me suspicious, but then it was fine. Um, Okay, so then he gets to the town. He gets dropped off at, like, the inn that he's staying at. And the guy working there is a total dick. True. And is like, we don't have your reservation. And Arthur's like, oh, it was telegraphed over. And the guy's like, well, we don't have it. And we don't have any room. And like slams his little book shut. And um, then his, what I'm assuming is his wife comes out and is like, you know, what's going on? He's like, this guy wants to stay here, but we don't have any rooms. And she's like, it's like pouring rain. She's like, well, we can't have him going out in the rain. And you can like very clearly see her husband look at her like fucking stop. Like, no. And she, um, she's like, we can find something for him. And they end up putting him in the attic. Um, Nathan, did you recognize that attic? Yeah, it's the it's the same attic where the three little girls killed themselves after having a tea party. Okay, so are those? Are yes. we? As, okay, yeah. that's their parents. Okay, yep. um, I think it confirms it uh, later on. But uh, yeah, it's it the, might have. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I uh, was not paying attention to some parts. Yeah. Of the- <laughs> Valid as fuck. <laughs> um, so the next day, Arthur goes to visit the dead lady's lawyer. The lawyer is like, here's all your papers. Go back to London. And Arthur's like, um, no, I have to stay for a few days and do some house shit. And the guy is like, no, you should really just go back to London. Literally almost pushes him out the door. That pissed me off. Like I was like, "Fuck (laughs) you!" If I like, if I was Daniel Radcliffe and someone was being like this to me, I would literally chop them in the fucking throat. I'd be like, "Fuck you!" I'm staying here, and he's like, "No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not." Yeah, like fuck (laughs) off. Oh my god! Like I'm getting pissed even thinking about it because I was already really bored, and then this happened, and I was pissed. I was like, "Fuck off! Let him stay." Um, I meant to ask you so something I noticed with this movie and I just want to see if you notice it so I could tell that it was trying to be set in like probably the 1800s but the way it was shot and some of the parts of like the um, set it was like they were trying to use like modern stuff in an older time. Do you know what I'm talking about at all? Yes, but I didn't recognize any of that. It's definitely supposed to be in the 1800s because it's yeah. like a big plot point is that Sam is like the only one with a car. Right. And then they like make a point of saying that no one in town has a telephone. Yeah, I know that's when it's supposed to be said. That was just something I like kept noticing throughout. Well, do you have an example? Um, so I think the first time I noticed it was like on the train and in the train station where like a lot of the, just the random stuff around the set that like isn't important to the plot at all, but just like random stuff that looks like it was probably from like 30 years ago, not almost 200. Honestly, it's giving that they like didn't care enough yeah or it's like it was an oversight and then they were probably watching it back like fuck (laughs) like um when 
I know you don't watch this, but you probably heard about it. But when somebody left a Starbucks cup in the Game of Thrones scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like it's giving that rather than Sofia Coppola leaving a pair of Converse in the shot in the Marie Antoinette movie. Yes. Like that was very done on purpose. But what we're talking about right now is giving accidentally left a Starbucks cup. You know, you are, you are so my brother. The fact that you just referenced that movie. Oh, um, yeah. da, da, da. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Nathan roasted me last week for <laughs> doing the da, 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 da thing. So I'm actively trying to stop doing that. Um, okay. So he like pushes him out of the house and is like, go back to London. Um, he gets outside the house. There's a driver waiting for him. And he's like, I'll take you to the train station. And Arthur's like, no, I'm going to the house. And I'll give you, and the guy's like, well, I got paid to take you to the train station. So Arthur's like, here's some money. And the driver is like, I want more. And no one else will even take you out there. And so Arthur's like, okay, whatever. Um, They go through all this freaking land, um, like a kind of a ridiculous amount of land because that house is supposed to be in a town. Um, And it's all like moor and marshland. Um, And the guy's like, I'll pick you up later. And Daniel Radcliffe is like, no, how about this time? And the guy's like, no, I'll pick you up at that time because the tide. Did I get that right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, So nobody's at the house. It's old and creepy as fuck. He goes up to the second floor, um, walks into a room. There's like a nest of ravens with like the eggs in it. And then a big raven like rushes at him, freaks him out. He opens the window to let the raven out. And in the garden or the yard, there's like a little mini cemetery. Um, And all of a sudden there's a black figure, like a black shadow by the, by the graves. And then it's gone. Um, he hears some shit, ends up going back outside later. It's super foggy. He can't see anything. And while he's in the... See, this was a scene that I thought was cool. Um, while he's in the fog, he starts hearing voices. Um, and starts, and we see like a flashback um, of a carriage being stuck like in the marshland. And a little boy is in the marshland and what appears to be his mom is in the carriage, like yelling and trying to get him out of the marsh. Um, But I don't know. I just thought that was a really good scene. Yeah. It was a cool sequence. Okay. Um, Then he like turns around and whoop, there's the driver um, of the carriage, which is like one of the little half jump scare scenes. Pathetic. Um, Pathetic excuse for a jump scare. Um. (laughs) Arthur goes to the police station to be like, hey, somebody's in this house. Um, And the constable, um, I love that word. The constable is like, nah, nobody, nobody from here would go to that house. Um, He leaves the room for something. Then two kids walk in with a little girl between them. And they're like, you have to help us. This is our sister. She drank lye, like L-Y-E lye. Um, which freaked me out. Um, it's gross. It's very gross. She coughs and it's just blood. Um, falls into Arthur's arms. He's like screaming for somebody to help. Long story short, she dies. Um, that night, 
he has, he goes to dinner with uh, the dailies. So Sam, who we met on the train, he goes to their house. Um, that's where, when Nathan was saying that um, Sam was the only one in town to have a car, um, he's very wealthy. And while they're on the way to the house, Sam asks Arthur, it comes up that Arthur has a son. Sam asks Arthur to not mention children in front of his wife. Um, at dinner, <laughs> do you know what I'm going to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to. <laughs> Hell yeah, I am. Cause it was like one of my favorite parts of the movie. Um, the, uh, Sam is like, oh, it's just us tonight to the butler or cook or whoever he is. Um, and, then the, and then the wife is like, oh, no, the twins can have dinner with us. Um, and the husband's like, honey. And she's like, no, it's fine. And I think, does Arthur say like, oh, yeah, it's fine? I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. I, I think um, it's one of the ones where I wasn't paying attention that much. And then the butler person walks out with two fucking chihuahuas. Um, and that is who she is referring to as the twins. Um, they sit at the table with them. She spoon feeds them. It's a whole thing. Um, eventually it comes up that they had a son who died. Um, while they are talking about that, she starts having like some sort of like fit. Um and like grabs a knife and starts like carving into the dinner table. Um, her husband like freaks out. Um, but you can tell it's something that's like happened before he like calls for, uh, their house staff. She has to be sedated. Um, and later on Sam and Arthur are talking about it and their son, their son who passed away, his name was Nicholas. And Sam says that Elizabeth, his wife, believes that Nicholas is like acting and speaking through her. And she says something at dinner that reflects what she means by that. So. Yeah. Um, are you not going to talk about chloroform? What? They chloroformed her. I thought, I thought you were going to talk about our history with chloroform. I was not. Cause I don't think I recognize that they chloroformed her. Well, well, then what were you talking about when you're like, do you know what I'm going to talk about? I was talking about the fucking dogs. Oh, no, I didn't even notice that. I didn't even know that <laughs> happened. I'll talk about chloroform then. So basically, when Megan and I were children, because once again, we are siblings, not even children. I actually feel like we did this to an embarrassingly grown age. And I feel like I think we did us, it till I was probably like 16. I think if one of us tried it to this day, the other person would just go along with it. Um, You're correct. But <laughs> so basically, we used to do this thing where one of us would like grab a paper towel and then sneak up on the other one and then like put it over their face and yell chloroform. And then they would, the other person would have to pretend that they got chloroformed and then like pass out. Um, so that just the kind of things we thought were fun when we were kids. Keep listening for more stories about our childhood. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's chloroform. Yeah. Anyway, so um, next day, Arthur goes looking for the lawyer. And he finds, like, a girl in a room. Like, he sees her through a peephole. And he's like, I'll help you. And then in, like, the most British-ass accent <laughs> you've ever heard, she's like, go away, you kill 
warrior ah! and it was like screaming um and then sam like picks him up and then a group of villagers approach and they're like fuck you bitch like you're the reason that bitch drank lie because you went to that house and then sam's like that's superstition and then one of the villagers is like, oh, yeah, was it superstition that killed your son? And it's kind of like, oh, he gagged him a bit. Yeah. Um, and so then Sam takes Arthur back to the house and he's like, I'll pick you up at 11. And then Arthur's like, actually, I'm going to spend the night here. And then Sam's like, okay, here's my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Take him with you. Like, okay. Like, and it's uh, not even like a big dog. It's like a little it's Jack so- Russell. It's small and annoying, but yeah, he's like, I'm going to stay the night here. And Sam's like, all right, well, here's my dog. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> um, so basically Arthur's like walking around, looking around the house, doing what he do. Um, and then he finds like a wooden box that says Nathaniel Drablo on it. And um, then he follows the dog and he's like barking at something. And then it like takes him to a tombstone that also says Nathaniel Drablo. And then he, like, looks back up at the window, and the woman in black is, like, standing there. And she, like, has her hand on the window, and then she just, like, floats backward and is gone. Um, And so then he's like, hmm, strange. Like, why isn't he scared? We'll never know. He just goes up there and is, like, goes back to the room and then, like, maybe (laughs) wants to pretend he's her because he looks Fuck that woman in the window. (laughs) He, He looks out the window and, like it like cuts to showing him from the outside and then the bitch like appears behind him and then disappears again. And he didn't see her. So like, okay. Um, <laughs> then he finds another wooden box um, and he finds so cards <laughs> addressed to Nathaniel from his birth mother, Jeanette. And she, her tombstone was alongside his by the way. Um, and then, so you find out that Jeanette gave her kid up for adoption because she was deemed mentally unfit to raise him. Um, and this, it, she writes in the like letters she, that it was her sister's doing and that her sister's like some evil fucking bitch. Um, and so- Who wanted sister, to steal her kid. Yeah, and so the sister adopted Nathaniel um, and then kept it a secret that she was not his biological mom and raised Nathaniel as her own. And then Jeanette was like pissed that she wasn't allowed to visit him. And then the tragedy in the marsh happened where like um, the carriage got like stuck in the marsh and then he drowned in the marshland and she is writing her sister a note. That's like, fuck you. You're the worst. His death is your fault. And like, it's fucked up that you never even like buried him and you just left him out there. Um, So basically Arthur falls asleep and then the woman in black, like be creeping up on him. And then like, (laughs) right when she's about to get him, the dog like barks and he wakes up. And he hears a thumping noise and he walks like all the way to a locked room. He tries to get in. He can't get in. He looks down for something to open it. And then suddenly it's open. Um, <laughs> and then he picks up an ax because those are always just in a room um, and a candle. And then a rocking chair is moving. And then for a second, we see the woman in black rocking herself. Like it like cuts to a different angle. And like when it rocks backward and then rocks back up, she's there. And it's like, ooh, it's like a moment of entertainment amongst 90 moments of shit. Um, (laughs) And then so he sees something under the wallpaper and he's like, shit, let me just peel this fucking wallpaper off the walls of a house I have to sell. Because, you know, sure. (laughs) 
real tea. And then <laughs> it says you could have saved him. And it was written in blood. Um, so then he goes back to the window and then he sees the screaming face of Jeanette and which that part is scary. Yeah. She's like covered in oil. And it's like, that's one of the two parts that I deem actually scary. I agree. Um, and then outside he like runs outside cause he's like, fuck that. And then, and like, it's raining and everywhere he can see like dead children, like standing everywhere. And it's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. And then he runs back into the mansion and he sees footprints of the woman in black and he follows them all the way up to the room. And then this like cool sequence where like he sees Jeanette and she like looks at him and then she hangs herself, which makes the rocking chair go like crazy. And then he like covers his face. And when he looks back, like she's gone, but the rocking chair is still going crazy. Um, and so then he's like, fuck this. I'm locking myself in here. And he thinks he's safe. But then the fucking little ass boy starts like appearing through the bed. Like mm-hmm. it's creepy. It's and like then, the bed is giving birth and it's like the squelching. Yeah. <laughs> and then he leaves the house and Sam's out there and he's like, Hey, and he like is going to take him home, I guess. So is that, is that the part? No. I'm thinking of a different part. Never mind. Um, yeah. So Sam gets there. So they go back to town and the lawyer, um, the dead lady's lawyer, his house is on fire. Him and his wife are outside, like screaming for their daughter. And like, they're yelling her name, which is Lucy. Sam, or Sam, Arthur runs into the house, um, looking for this little girl, like trying to save her. And he sees Lucy, who it appears probably set the fire. Um, And she is holding a match. And there's, I think, what looks like an oil lamp at her feet. Yeah. Um, And she looks at, at Arthur and he's like trying to tell her not to do it. And then she looks over um, and the woman in black is there and nods at her. And then Lucy drops the match and sets herself on fire. Um, And Arthur can't do anything. He just basically watches. Um, Later on, he's talking to Elizabeth, Sam's wife, and she tells him, He's like, hey, why do these people think that, you know, it's my fault that their kids are dying? Um, and Elizabeth tells him that anytime someone goes to that house and sees the woman in black, like even if they see her for like a split second, um, that's almost immediately followed by the death of a child. And that's how Nicholas was killed. And that's what she believes. Um, Nicholas, he drowned, right? I don't know. Okay. don't ask me questions about this shit i don't know um so yeah uh she has another wait 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 wait. yes 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 he did because i there was a cut scene where it showed it happen they were like on a beach and him and this other little boy went and drowned themselves Yes, yes that's right um so elizabeth tells him about that starts having another fit or like whatever it was that she had earlier um and uh, while that's happening, the her voice becomes, it sounds like two people. Um, one is clearly a child. So it's like the children speaking through her. Um, they tell Arthur that the woman in black made them kill themselves. Um, and then Sam gets there. And when Sam gets there, Elizabeth is repeating, she's coming. Um, and before she passes out, she 
carves into, she's at her son's tomb. Um, she carves into the tomb a, um, it's a picture of Arthur with his son next to a train engine. And we know that because it's the same style that his son's drawing in the beginning was. Um, so Arthur's like, oh shit, she's coming for my son. Um, they try to like cancel the tickets, whatever they're trying to do, anything they can to get him to keep him from coming there because they were coming as like a little mini vacation for like the last few days that Arthur was there. Um, when they can't stop them from coming, Arthur's like, Sam, what if we help? What if we find the body of her child and return it to her? Like maybe that will make her feel better, I guess. (laughs) And so they go out in the marsh. Um, he ties a rope around himself and the other end is tied to Sam's car. He goes into the goo. Um, into the goo. <laughs> he like goes down for a while and you don't see him. So Sam guns his engine to pull him out. Um, he pulls out like a whole ass carriage and it's like very clearly the carriage that we saw sink in the marsh um, earlier. And inside the carriage is Nathaniel's body. Um, the, car like can't hold the carriage it it, go, it goes back down but arthur comes out of it and is able to get out with nathaniel's corpse um they take it back to the house put uh postcards sent to him by his mom and like toys that were in the house which those toys were creepy as fuck yeah the clown one was the scariest and the monkey the monkey didn't really fuck with me but the clown uh, and the clown a, looked uh, too much like a human yeah there was a um uh fucking jack in the box too there's always a jack in the box (laughs) um so and he puts him like on a bed like basically come get your kid (laughs) um and just waits for her uh then it cuts to sam he sees his dead son nicholas entering a room and like says his he i think nicholas says like dad or daddy or something um he follows him into the room and then the door closes and locks and he's stuck in there um back up to arthur so this was one scene that did freak me out when she comes back yeah um mostly because they do the thing where uh she's at the end of the hallway and as she gets closer lights start going out yeah um and that, that hallway itself was very creepy and they kind of underutilized it. Yes. Yeah. I would have loved to see a scene of her like, like the part that's about to happen where she like floats like fast as fuck while screaming. Yes. I would have liked to see that happen down that hallway. Yeah. Maybe that was the one of the cut scenes. Hopefully. <laughs> God bless um, whoever got to see the cut version of that movie. I know. Uh, she like screams, like Nate said, she screams, floats down, scares him, but then disappears. Um, then the other door where Sam is locked inside that opens. So he gets out. Um, then they open Jeanette's tomb, which I'm like, they just have the ability to just, you know, (laughs) open up a fucking tomb. Yeah. Like, and put Nathaniel's body on top of hers. Um, I did want to say I thought it was very interesting that Nathaniel's body was preserved, which makes sense because if he was like buried in, you know, goo, then it could happen. But 
it was yeah. very gross to see a body, like not a skeleton, a body being put on top of a skeleton. Yeah. Yeah. I would have thought that like bacteria or something would have eaten away at it. Yeah. Especially like for how long it had been. Oh yeah. I fully expected him to crawl out with a skeleton. Yeah. But, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so they put him in there with her a few days later, they are going to the train station to get, um, Arthur's son and the nanny. Um, when they get there, when the train gets in, Arthur tells the nanny, he's like, go buy tickets back to London. We are not staying here. Um, true. He is holding his son's hand and then he starts talking to Sam about like visiting and shit. Oh, like wait, that, they're wait. Friends now. Really quick, right what? before this, there's a little cut scene of like the house and it's like really dark outside. And then you hear a woman whisper, never forgive. Oh, so yeah. That's, Thank you. I that's forgot important about that. for what's about to happen. Um, As Arthur and Sam are talking, Joseph, his little boy, lets go of his hand um, and starts to walk, um, walk around the station. And you can see that a train is approaching. Um, and then Arthur turns, sees his son on the train track, um, and a train is approaching. Then Arthur looks around and sees the woman in black. Um, and he jumps onto the tracks to save Joseph. And you really think he did it. Or at least I did. Um, cause you know, give me something. Um, but the train bring them over. Um, while the train is going by, Sam is looking at the train and seeing the images of all the dead children and the woman in black. Um, then you see like the nanny screaming, Sam just like staring in horror. Um, and then the next scene, Arthur is holding Joseph on the tracks. Um, in the train station, but no one else is there and it's creepy. And his son is like, Hey dad, who's that lady? Um, and Arthur's like, that's your mummy. And <laughs> you're like, Oh, they died. Um, yeah. now they're back with their mom and wife. So it's kind of a fucking bummer. Not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. But then you get one last little creep with like, it's like a close up of the woman in black's face. Yeah. So yeah. Love this movie. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, love this movie. Really good. The only talking you did was about all the shit you hated. Yeah. I did, I, I did what I needed to do. I was like, <laughs> I knew this was going to be how this was. Literally the entire fucking week. I was like, I know I'm going to hate watching this. And I know I'm not going to be fun to listen to when we talk about it. But that, and I like, right when I was about to start watching, it, I was like, okay, maybe it was just like the vibe was off when I watched it a few weeks ago. And like, it'll be really good right now. And then I was mistaken. <laughs> um yeah, there's not even, like, really much else I want to say. Do you just want to jump into notes, Roulette? Um, yeah, let's do it. Okay, I want to go first, yeah. <laughs> okay, because I have very minimal, so I might just, like, read almost all of them. Okay. So, starting at the beginning, I said, me when I have a tea party and then kill myself. 
Um, Hold on. Mine was a tea party that ends with jumping out the window. (laughs) (laughs) And then I, it talks about how the nanny hates her job because she's like a bitch. Um, (laughs) And then I said, first scare of the movie and it's Dookie coming out of a faucet. Oh, yeah. Um, Because like, it's like you hear like the most terrifying music ever. And then he turns and it's just like literal shit flowing out of a faucet. And it's like, okay, slay. Um, I said, I love that the woman in black is like, if you so much as look at me, I'm making a kid kill itself. Yeah. Um, um, and then I said, why don't these fuckers either move out of this town or stop having kids? Like, like I don't get what their fucking problem is. Um, they might have, though, because you didn't see a lot of little kids. Well, clearly not enough of them because all of these ones are bitching about it. Um, and then I'm so bored. It's hard to pay attention. If you think about it, the woman in black is like Shrek. I shan't elaborate. Um, the score constantly trying to convince you something scary is happening when it's not. Imagine an old bitch talking to you and a child's voice coming out. I'd swing on her. Um, bored. I'm on Twitter now. Scrolling Twitter and giggling while texting my friends. Meanwhile, Harry Potter is figuring this boring shit out. Um hateful ass bitch he was so nice and brought your kid back to you and you still killed him like okay raggedy cunt um and then hate this movie so there's mine um (laughs) are you still standing strong on the you will not elaborate on the shrek thing no i won't sorry why (laughs) because i you tell me later no i said in the note i shan't elaborate fucking fine okay um, I'm going to be sitting here trying to figure this out. Um, mine. Let's see here. Uh, I have, well, what a nice stranger. And then the very next one is what is the deal with all these rude ass people? Yeah. Um, because Sam was nice and everybody else in the town was a dick. Um, here are the papers now leave. Um, oh do you remember seeing in her house the hear no evil speak no evil see no evil monkeys yes were those real monkeys Mm. like stuffed ones uh i don't think so oh okay they just looked really realistic the speak no evil looked a little too fake to be real that might have been the one i didn't actually look at so that makes Uh sense um but i said fuck those monkeys um uh, oh, the lie thing really freaked me out. Like the girl drinking lie, but we talked oh, about that. Wait, I thought of I thought of a funny one that I didn't write down because what? I thought of it while we were recording. Okay, so um, all bitches want to do is charge their phone, eat hot chip, and drink lie. <laughs> Can you please like make that a thing? Yeah, guys, new merch coming out soon. Uh, oh when she carved into the table at dinner i was like it's a good thing they're rich they can just replace the table yeah that bitch in her carving like take up a fucking art class like you're fucking up property um oh when he was finding all the adoption shit i was like well alice kind of sucks yeah true Uh, I just thought it was interesting that they called suicide self-murder in the autopsy report. That did make me chuckle a time. Yeah. Like, um, and now whenever I'm inconvenienced, I'm going to be like, I'm going to self-murder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I put that screaming lady isn't even scary. Which one? I don't even know which one it was about. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> the two I can think of were the oiled up ass bitch who screamed and she scared me. And then also whenever the woman in black screamed, it scared me, but also because her scream was so shrill. Yes. Yes. Very, very shrill. And now that you said that, I do think it was the second time because it wasn't as scary that time. Yeah. Um, oh, I put squelching when the thing in the bed is happening because Ew. I'm old and watch uh, things with subtitles and Same. the subtitle was literally squelching. I hate that word. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, let me see here. I don't I even know you. what I mean here. I heard you try to do it. <laughs> oh, when they got back to the house and it was on fire, I put, I'm guessing there's another kid in there. <laughs> <laughs> Always. And then after Lucy died, I was like, wow, we're just setting kids on fire now. <laughs> yeah. Um, when the goo thing was happening, just him, the idea of holding that body freaked me the fuck out. Yeah, it's gross. Like that was disgusting to me. Um. Oh, so what I thought was going to happen at the end, I thought that the house was going to burn down. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good, that's good. And then instead we got a fucking dead, another dead child. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. And then just at the end, in all caps, no. (laughs) (laughs) Is that it for you on Notes Roulette? Yep, that's it. Okay. Um, favorite death of a child. Go. <laughs> I'm literally just gonna say I have to say Arthur because he was the only non-child death. Yeah. Or Jeanette. And her her death scene was cool. I think I would say the girlies who I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> like jumped out of the attic. That except just, not except not the girl who jumped late only the other two <laughs> that scene just screams like nathan to me it was it was cunt yeah um, how many tropes in this movie um well we have the one that we don't see super often in the horror genre which is boring as fuck <laughs> um uh <laughs> I don't know, because maybe, like, they were trying to avoid tropes, and that's why fucking nothing happened in this movie. Yeah. Um, Because I feel like they really just underdid the haunted house element of it. Um, That's true. Dead mom is a trope. Um, That's all I can think about. I don't know. Your turn. Okay. I mean, I was just going to be, you know, people appearing behind someone, and then disappearing. Or, like... A person being in the window and then they're not there. Yeah, Jack in the Box. That also is very common. Yeah, Jack in the Box. Um, or just children's toys in general. Yes, agree. Uh, yeah, that's all I got though. Um. Okay. What's your rating of this film? Uh, <laughs> so I really am gonna try to be. Uh accurate with my rating because I'm trying not to rate these like I rate books because with books usually most things don't get lower than three stars Mm. um so like a three out of five um but I need to be more discerning with these um 
I would probably give it like a two to a 2.5. Yeah. Um, I am going to give it a 1.5 to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I I'm giving, I was going to do a one. I'm giving the 0.5 for the two scenes that actually made me jump a bit. Um, but the reason I'm making it that low is because they did not focus enough on the horror element of it. And also what they did focus on horror wise was all very, very predictable. Like all of the jump scares, you can see them coming. Um, and then it was just nothing super original. So, and it's like, you can, you can be unoriginal as long as it's still fun like house of wax not that original but like really fun to watch um but this one very boring to watch and like very boring even in its scares so safe to say i will probably never watch this movie again (laughs) so i also just want it noted nathan is the one who put this movie on the list well because it's a horror movie like i'm trying it's not like i'm like i'm writing movies that i want to watch so bad it's like i do well, <laughs> we're going to need more than just that if we want to be, if we want longevity. Okay. Um, speaking of, what are, uh, what are we watching next week? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm very excited about this one. I don't I texted, know if I should be excited or scared. I texted Megan earlier today and I was like, oh, bitch, I just picked what we're watching next week. Cause I Can was you trolling. tell me now if I'll be excited or scared? Can you let me finish what I was saying and then I will? Fine. <laughs> um, I was trolling through the little list and because I was like double checking guests and things like that and crossing off movies that we'd already done. And then this one caught my eye and I was like, oh, shit. It's been a minute for that one. Um, I'm going to give you a one word hint and then um, I want to see if you can pick it. Pick it okay. up. Tongue. Oh, no. Yes. What do you think it is? What do you think it is? It's Jeepers Creepers. Yeah! <laughs> We're gonna watch Jeepers Creepers. When'd you get those creepers? <laughs> I'm so excited to watch this. This has been... This is, like, one of the first horror movies I have memory of watching. It's yeah. this one and Final Destination 3. Those are the two that I have the earliest memory of watching. And this one, I've always loved it. I'm always gonna love it. And I'm excited to watch it next week. And I love this movie as well. This is like one of a horror movie that I actually love. I know. Um, See, I told you you'd be excited. Yeah. It's funny because our family just recently like watched this as a family movie a few months. Or when was that? Like a year ago? Well, no, it was the second one. Yes. Yes. That's right. Because Um, I feel like we've watched it as a family, like the second one as a family movie a few times. Yes. Like it just becomes like this whole, like, which is interesting because my dad does not do horror movies. Our dad does not do horror movies. Um, And Emma doesn't really either, does she? I don't know, really. I don't know. Yeah. And, but we all just, there have been a few times where we all have just ended up all watching Jeepers Creepers or Jeepers, Jeepers Creepers 2 together. If it's on TNT, which is the channel yes. that's on, we're gonna sit, like, we're gonna sit down and have family time and yes. watch the movie. 
whoever is whoever is sees it on TV is like, hey, Jeepers Creepers is on and we all go. <laughs> well, no, it's always what it is, is I'm always like walking to the kitchen to like get something. And then I'll hear mom go like, hey, Nate, look what's on. Yes. And then I go into the living room <laughs> and then it's Jeepers Creepers too. And I'm, I'm like, oh, bitch, let me take a seat. And let me experience this cinematic masterpiece. Let me go grab my phone and get comfortable. Honestly, (laughs) we should do... I'm going to add Jeepers Creepers 2 to the list because the whole school bus element makes it really good. That would be an episode that we could have dad on. (laughs) Um, I don't know about that. (laughs) I don't think he would do a whole episode. We could maybe get him on for like two minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Um... But, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm excited. So make sure you watch Jeepers Creepers before next week if you want to know what we're talking about while we talk about it. And if not, we recap the whole fucking movie anyway. So yep. it doesn't matter if you watch it or not. Um, Just want to give a special shout out to all of our friends and loved ones and maybe even strangers who listen to this. Uh, we love you. Thank you for listening. Please continue to share it. Um, because if you like it, maybe someone also like it, just like put that shit on your Instagram story and be like, OMG, my friend Nathan and or Megan, um, have this podcast. It's so good. Take a listen. Um, because it's really good and we want people to listen to us. So yeah. (laughs) Yep. I have, I, I don't have anything to add to that. Okay, well, Slay, we will see you next week for Jeepers Creepers. Thank you for tuning in, too. You're gonna die, bitch. Yeah, bye now.